On this episode of the Presser Wine Prince Lurks podcast, one of the Times' signature singles, Gigolos Get Lonely 2, will be discussed. And contrary to rumors, Jerry Bonner returns to the show to help me break it down. Welcome back to the show, Jerry. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. It is a pleasure to be back. Thank you. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, this is a, a time song that obviously came out in 2019. Prince's version of the that the song came out on the originals collection in 2019, which is why I'm covering it here. I'm not covering every single time song that Prince wrote, um, but I am covering the ones that came out on originals. And the the estate felt like Prince's version of Gigolo's Get Lonely Two was worthy of inclusion on that on that set. And I think. Um, you know, it's a little bit fascinating because this isn't, while I said it's one of their signature singles, it isn't one of the singles that charted high, per se. And it, it certainly isn't, wasn't a crossover hit like Jungle Love. So, you know, it, for me, it was one of those songs that I didn't really know in real time, because you know, no pun intended, because uh, I wasn't really checking out the Times music back in 1982. 283 84 except for stuff that was related to purple rain which this was not related to that at all this was off their second album uh what time is it so jerry you had volunteered to come on the show for this episode um do you have any particular affinity for this song any connection you want to share yeah most uh definitely um growing up i had a friend that uh lived right down the street um, his mother and we grew up, it was a very, you know, Irish Catholic, well, not Irish, but Catholic kind of neighborhood, very white. Um, and, but his mother worked with, um, a lot of, uh, African-American people and women, um, I believe it or not at the, uh, the Philadelphia, uh, IRS branch, which was maybe about 10, 15 minutes where I grew up and she, um, always, I mean, always had the latest, like, you know, R and B soul type music. I mean, it wasn't really even called like R and B so much. I mean, they always called it more soul records. I guess maybe that was more of a, a Philly thing or at least where we were. So I got to hear like going to their house, um, like Teddy Pendergrass and, and people like that, Barry White before like anybody, but you know, at least say white people, Caucasian people kind of knew what that was. So there and up, I didn't click with me until I got the originals album and heard when gigolos get lonely too, again, that I had heard that song way back then in, in whatever it was, 82, 83, um, on a time record. I mean, I, cause I remember her playing it, you know, like over and over and, you know, kind of like digging it and thinking, Oh, this is, you know, pretty cool. And it, you know, they were like the most Irish people on the planet. Their last name was Murphy. So it was like, Hey, Mrs. Murphy, what's this song? <laughs> what's a gigolo? <laughs> and, <funny>. um, <laughs> you know, so hearing that on the originals album, like, like kind of like was just this real surreal 
kind of uh, experience that took me back to say, you know, 1983, you know, Northeast Philadelphia and listening to the, and hearing the song while I'm up in my, you know, friend's room and, you know, kind of like, huh, this is an interesting song. And why is this guy lonely? And what's his problem? <laughs> you know, we, he's here, he seems to have money, but he doesn't have love. So I guess that's an issue. And, you know, just, and then revisiting that through like a Prince lens in 2019 was, uh, was, you know, it just kind of like was the, one of those, um, you know, deja vu almost kind of moments, you know, where it's like something just hits you out of nowhere and it's like, wow, okay, here we are. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, that is interesting um, because, and your timeline totally matches, obviously, the, the release of the single. So the song was, like I mentioned, was on what time is it? The time second album released in August of 82, but it was the album's third single, which wasn't released until March of 83. So most people probably hadn't, unless you owned the album, you wouldn't have heard this song on the radio probably until 83, which coincides about the time that Prince blew up with a uh, little red Corvette in 1999 off, yeah. of the, off of the 1999 album. So, you know, Prince was writing songs for the time, second album, the, the very first vanity six album, and then his own 1999 album all there in like early, early to mid 82. And that's when this song was, was written. Uh, it's kind of an interesting little story about the song and kind of its um, spiritual um, twin, International Lover. So we got to hear Prince's version of International Lover. That the like obviously Prince's version was the release version, but some early versions of this, some early takes on this song on the 1999 Super Deluxe that came out in, in um, also 2019 and by all accounts international lover was going to be on the time second album and he was kind of performing that in the jamie star voice which also can be looked at as as a, a guide in some way for morris day's voice right but he decided he wanted to keep that song and so he gave then the time needed a ballad for the second album so he gave him gigolo's get lonely too and uh, that's how this came to be um, a time song sung by Morris Day. So the basic tracking of the song took place in January of 82 at Sunset Sound Studios in Hollywood. And uh, as we mentioned many times, you can hear Prince's version on originals and the Times version on what time is it from 82. The musicians on the track are the same, whether it's Prince's version or the Times version you've got. The only difference is the vocals. So on the Times version, of course, it's Morris Day on vocals, but he also plays drums on the song. Um, Jesse Johnson performs guitar, and Prince does everything else, and that's pretty much the same as the Prince version. The only difference is we've got Prince on vocals instead of Morris, but Morris is still playing drums on Prince's version. Jesse's still playing guitar on Prince's version. Prince has got vocals and then all other instrumental duties. So... Just a little background on on the song itself. Uh, and, you know, I think at this point we could start talking a little bit about the lyrics and maybe what some inspirations were for Prince to write a song about gigolos. <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting topic to mine, I think. Uh, and, and you had kind of alluded to that, Jerry, with 
kind of under trying to figure out like why is this guy who seems to have it all so lonely like what what's going on in his world right guess you heard of my reputation Pass my share fooling around but everybody needs stimulation and mine just happens to be all over town I guess you've heard my of my reputation. I've had my share of fooling around, but everybody needs stimulation, and mine just happens to be all over town. And then he'll get into like the pre-chorus. It's an easy money occupation. First class psychiatry. But just once like to make love without taking off my clothes. Just once it's an easy money occupation first class psychiatry but just once i'd like to make love without taking off my clothes just once i want to make love with someone who really and truly knows all right so here we've got uh you know a typical first verse setting the scene this guy has a reputation as he mentions and you know, he kind of explains to the listener that he's someone who has a lot of a lot of sex um, and for money. It's an easy money occupation. He's calling it a job. It's an occupation. And of course, along with the title of Gigolo, you, you obviously know that this is not just some guy who is a player necessarily, although he is a bit of a player, but it's also an occupation. It's a job. It's something that he's doing for money um engaging in dates sex for money and that kind of coincides with again the the title of the song gigolos so it just feeds into that and also um explains a little bit why he's lonely with the whole i'd like to make love without taking off my clothes i want to make love with someone who really and truly knows i don't think the whole i mean calling it making love i think is what kind of tells us the listener that this isn't just he's he's not interested in having sex which he's already having plenty of uh he's had his share of fooling around he says and his stimulation happens to be all over town meaning like he's really spreading himself around literally um what else are you digging out of this first verse jerry when you listen to it you know, my first thought more as an adult with this song was, you know, he inspired by the movie, right? American Gigolo, mm -hmm. which, you know, in the early 80s was a very big pop culture phenomenon. I remember people talking about it even, you know, as a kid and not understanding, you know, what it was. Um, again, as I said, I, you know, I remember even when hearing the song as a kid thinking, what is a gigolo and why is there a movie about it? And then why is there a song about it? But I mean, here Prince, you know, is laying the groundwork for a lot of his themes that would be in, you know, later songs about, you know, making love, you know, making love in different ways, you know, of, of the mind, you know, rather than just the body and money being tied into that. These are themes you see in later songs as well. So, 
you know, he's reiterating or laying the, that groundwork here. And, you know, he wants someone obviously that's going to go deeper. Um, and, you know, the fact of the matter too is even the most pleasurable of things, um, when they become a job, they become mundane. They become, you know, not fun anymore. Um, I, you know, I've, I've spoken to you maybe a little bit about this, but, you know, working in the, you know, video game industry, interactive entertainment, as I have reviewing games, people think it's, oh, it's so much fun. You get to play games for a living. It's still work. And you get to a point where you're burned out on it. And this seems like where the lyrics are coming from here. This gigolo is, t is tired of, you would think, you know, something that would be fun all the time, you know, having, you know, sex with various women or various people or whoever. Um, but it's, he's gotten to a point where he needs and wants something more. And this is where this character or this person in the song, this gigolo is now coming from and singing to us from that place of someone who's burned out on something that should be fun and pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's clearly burned out. Uh, you know, that's why he's lonely because all this, these interactions with these women are lacking, Yeah, are lacking, <laughs> are lacking in emotion, lacking right. in, in true, um, you know, intimacy, a real connection and, sure. and feelings. So the, the stimulation is there on the body, but the stimulation isn't there for the mind and heart. And which is what he's expressing in the song and why he's lonely. One thing I want to clarify a little bit or even just talk briefly about is is the terminology. So gigolo, when I think of gigolo, or at least when I, you know, I don't think of the word that often, except for when I can, this song comes up on my playlist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a word that's used that often um, because no. the idea of, a man because it is very male specific there are no women gigolos women the ver women version of this would be like an escort right yeah or or i guess even a prostitute which i don't think necessarily i mean it's hard it's it's touchy i don't know if, if there's a fine line between what a gigolo is i think and then what a prostitute is because prostitute can you can be a male prostitute that's a thing but right there's male gigolos and there's isn't women gigolos they have a different word for that and now when i think of gigolo for men i think of maybe not just the sex part which is clearly an aspect of being a gigolo is you must or likely are going to engage in intercourse with the women who are paying you to do so but it could also be kind of uh, looked at as a way to just keep being a kept man like kept with gifts kept uh, you know give him a car give him free housing, give him clothes, give him things to supplement uh, his lifestyle, especially if these women are, are well off. The expectation is that the men that they're taking with them on vacations or trips or to, you know, some sort of event, the arm candy also has to look the part, you know, they have to fit in with that lifestyle. And to do that, you've got to give this person you know the the means and and the material items to you know to to fit in 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 that lifestyle so it's a little bit of money for sex but it also could be gifts and and also money and gifts for just companionship um paid companionship 
So I, I, I actually haven't seen American Gigolo. I, I, that's a movie that I've never seen. I'm aware of it. I know it stars Richard Gere. I know that Blondie's Call Me was a, a major smash from the soundtrack. Right, but right. I honestly, I've never seen the film. It's, de- uh, it's definitely film? what you just described. And that's what I'm saying. The, the, the lifestyle that this guy is kind of in the song, at least the Prince song or Prince the Time song, could be written by, you know, <laughs> the Richard Gere characters say, and, you know, and Gigolo, obviously you've alluded to, it has a higher end connotation that it, there's, you know, larger sums and or gifts involved with, with women. Now you hear the term more sugar babies or sugar daddies and sugar mommies. If you want to, you know, play it that way. Um, rather than say the lower end, you know, connotations of prostitute or whore, or, you know, I mean, you, I've heard mm-hmm. male prostitute, obviously man, whore, you know, are, are very, you know, more lower end edges of the spectrum, but gigolo, yes, is, you know, higher end where, you know, larger sums and gifts as you were explaining are, you know, the norm for mm-hmm. services rendered. So, yeah, I think it is a bit more about, the time spent too, where right. like the imagery of a prostitute, whether it's a man or a woman is someone, you know, a sex worker that hangs out on the street or hangs out in, you know, dirty yes. dilapidated buildings and has a pimp that they have to, you know, pay and supplement what, what they're receiving, you know, a percentage of that goes to the person who finds them the work. Sure. I don't necessarily know that gigolos or, you know, the, the female equivalent escorts have the same hierarchy or the same structure and how they get their jobs. Maybe. Um, but I don't, I, what I don't envision is the Morris day or Prince character of the singing. The song is a guy who's just hanging out on the street, getting dates from random women who drive by. Like you see, another Richard Gere film, pretty woman, you know, like how yeah, Julia yeah. Roberts was picked up by Richard Gere's character. Yeah. She's it's a not common, how... quote unquote street walker, right? Yes. And, and that is yeah. not what this gigolo yeah. is <laughs> in my mind, or I think in, as it was designed to be envisioned by the, the writer Prince. So just, yeah. just to clarify. Yep. Um, okay. So then we'll get into the, the actual chorus. Contrary to rumor, gigolos get lonely too. All my lovers need stimulation, but honey, babe, I think that I need you. So I, I, I think we just get the sense that he's feels like he's met someone that he can connect with. I mean, he's referring, he's not just, I don't think he's referring to just <clears throat> the concept of wanting love and, and needing a connection. I get the sense that the protagonist feels like he's met someone that fits the bill, like somebody that he can envision having that uh, intimacy with and someone that he can have a mental connection with, not just a physical. I don't know. Do you get the same thing or do you think this is all just hypothetical? No, 
I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, it seems the, you know, the impetus for the song, right? He's having, you know, second thoughts about his vocation, his, his work, you know, whether it's just burnout and, or, you know, finding someone who's truly spoken to his heart rather than just a trick, you know, or, you know, a one night stand, um, you know, and that's where, you know, all this emotion is kind of coming from, you know, he's, he's seeing maybe that he needs to put, you know, the, his gigolo ways behind him and, you know, really, you know, go all in on one person, you know, for, you know, this, uh, matters of the heart or, uh, you know, this romance, a full blown romance rather than, you know, just, a you know, I said like a one night thing, um, where, you know, money is exchanged. I mean, this is, you know, more of an emotional currency. I think he's looking for here. And that's at least, you know, where I, uh, where I think it's coming from. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think we are a bit vindicated in that belief with the next, with the next verse. Maybe you're the kind of person my world around Won't you give me a little inspiration Maybe that's what I need to make me set down When he says, maybe you're the kind of person that could turn my world around Won't you give me a little inspiration Maybe that's what I need to make me settle down Then the pre-chorus again It's an easy money occupation but it's an easy money occupation but honey one thing understand i've got more money than you could imagine in your wildest dreams but honey uh money don't make no happy man so now i think the second verse makes it clear that He's not just thinking again, as I mentioned, hypothetically, like, oh, I really love to find that person. I haven't yet, but I really want to settle down. I really want to meet someone that I can connect with. And as you mentioned, kind of question, like, what am I doing? Is this going to lead to a fulfilling, happy existence? Or is it all just empty promises, empty money? Am I enjoying this anymore now that it's a job? Because he keeps referring to you maybe you're the kind of person maybe won't you give me a little inspiration but honey you know he's referring to you know got a, a term term of endearment for but honey i got more money than you could imagine in your wildest dreams and honey again money don't make no happy man so now you get the sense that he's singing this to someone or about someone right it's like for sure. what you're yeah. seeing Right. This seems like, you know, a, a confessional almost, you know, he's sitting with this person or, you know, they're somewhere and they're having, a, you know, on the couch, they have a glasses of champagne there and <laughs> he's, you know, kind of pouring out his heart to this man and or woman and, uh, you know, saying, Hey, 
I'm thinking about throwaway, you know, the life, this lifestyle of uh, a gigolo, which, you know, has made me rich. Obviously, I, I've said it about ten times already in the song. <laughs> I got more money you know? than you can imagine. You yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I, I that, you know, looking at the lyrics again, you know, last night I was wondering if this Prince song, you know, has more mentions of money than "Money Don't Matter Tonight." <laughs> Which seems almost absurd, but it kind of does, you know, yeah. if you look at it. So, yeah, you know, that's where it's at. I mean, for sure. You know, this is a confessional in a sense. You know, it's pouring out of the, the heart and emotions. And, you know, I want to give up this lifestyle where I'm, you know, making oodles of money for you. And that's all that matters. I mean, that's, again where I'm seeing it, but it's, it's a nice little through line for a narrative for sure. I mean, it's the fairy tale in a sense, which you kind of alluded to by mentioning pretty woman, which pretty is just woman, yep. yeah, a modern day <laughs> you know, telling of that. So, yep. Yeah. I, I do find it a little bit amusing. Although the song isn't played for laughs, it's not supposed to be a funny song that, you know, the tone is, is kind of remorseful, sad, um, sure. Yeah. But the constant mention of money again, keeps, keeps it a little bit tongue in cheek, like, okay, well how, so in order for a gigolo to have more money than you can imagine in your wildest dreams, they have to be very attractive. They have to be very uh, well built. They have to be good at providing, uh, sexual stimulation. Um, they basically have to be a stud, right? <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh yeah. So, somebody that... <laughs> Well, that was the whole joke of the old Saturday Night Live skit too, with Fred Garvin, male prostitute was here's this old man who thinks he's, you know, going to service people. And, you know, he has all these old man problems trying to be a male prostitute. So that was obviously, you know, the joke you don't, yeah. you know, think of that, you know, when you're thinking of, you know, a high end, you know, sir, you know, sexual, you know, whatever servant or sexual, you know, you know, worker. So, yeah. Right. So when Prince is writing the song, he wants to make it very clear to the listener that this person is a stud and they're highly desired because they're well paid, very well paid. Clearly. High end, high end gigolo, <laughs> top yeah. of the line, and he still is wanting to give it all up, all up like, for you, yeah, all up for you. So I'm, I'm willing to give up all of these riches that I've accumulated due to my studliness to settle down with one woman that can, you know, make me a happy man. Because yep. money don't make me a happy man, and obviously these, these encounters with these. uh what you have to believe are rich women are making me a happy man. So again, I just, I, I find it a little bit humorous. Like he's not a struggling jiggle <laughs> in any shape or form. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, I mean, well and, and, you know, is this the Genesis you think of the whole, you know, larger than life Morris persona that you see in the films? I mean, he is living that life. I mean, at least, you know, the way he, you know, talks about it, uh, you know, and obviously in successive albums and again, the movie, you know, is this where that's birthed in a sense? I mean, from what everything I've always read and I'm sure you and people listening to this podcast, you know, that's, you know, just an exaggeration of how Morris truly is, 
you know, what you see in Purple Rain and obviously, you know, everything after that, you know, but is this really the kernel of it where, you know, he starts that, you know, gigolo persona where he's telling you about, you know, his place in, you know, Jungle Love, he's going to take you back to, you know, with, you know, he, what he's got, his brass water bed and all that, (laughs) you know, so is this where that starts? That's my question. Do you think? Yeah. And it's interesting because the the Morris Day persona that is evident in Purple Rain and on Ice Cream Castles mm-hmm. is one more of a, I don't want to call him a pimp per se, but he certainly, like in the scenes in the club in First Avenue, you know, he's got all these honeys, he calls them, yeah. um, on the side. And he wants, you know, when Apollonia comes in, he wants to make sure Jerome gives them keeps them away and, yeah, so right. that the so that the women <laughs> right. can he can yeah. you know disassociate himself from all of the women that are after him sure. so it's almost like an inverse version of that where here he's being paid for his services uh, you know as a stud which that's the commonality like in either scenario morris day is the stud he's he's the highly sought after man he has all these women wanting him in one version of Morris Day, like in this song, in the version of Morris Day, in this song, he's highly desirable and a wanted man by women, but he's being paid for it. Mm-hmm. In the other one, he's like in the Purple Rain film, he's highly desirable, wanted by lots of women. So again, that's the common thread. But the difference is he's already got money and he's but he doesn't really, of course, that's the, that's the joke in purple rain. He doesn't really have a lot of money, but right. you know, he plays off the idea that he's rich and he's got, you know, a, a chef, he's got his personal chef and he's got, you know, an amazing townhouse or apartment or house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's willing Which to you see him vacuuming. Yeah. In the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably, you know. a little, probably a little apartment on top of, you know, like probably yeah. a restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. Right? Exactly. Right. Um, but it's all but he plays shot. the role. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And that's yeah, it's extended. But it's almost more like a pimp role versus yeah. a jiggle role. Well, you know, pimps to me, I mean, not that I have, you know, vast experience. <laughs> What's your experience <laughs> with pimps, Jerry? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, back in my younger years, um, no. Um it just seems that there was more of a, a violent streak you know, with that, where Morris is more played for laughs. And I guess maybe that's part of the joke. If we're going down that road, yeah, he, he thinks he's maybe some of that, but it clearly isn't. But I always took it the opposite way where it was, you know, he was, he was playing the, the gigolo role more, you know, to the end, but I could see the argument where the pimp kind of thing could be, you know, said as well in, you know, in, in reference to him, especially that larger than life, you know, character. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying like if the Morris day character in purple rain met a very attractive, uh, rich woman that he wouldn't try to, you know, get in with her so that he could be a kept man. I'm not, I'm not saying that he, I think his character in that film would definitely be all about that. Oh yeah, but he's not <laughs> limiting himself to, you know, rich women. Um, sure. Apollonia clearly is not rich. He doesn't necessarily know that, but she's, you know, she's an aspiring 
singer and dancer. She doesn't have money to pay the, the cab fare at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Again, he doesn't know that, but he wants to buy her, you know, in the most expensive bottle of champagne or whatever, and then wants his tip back. Wants his change. Anyway, because yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the reality of the film, yeah. he's not as well off as. No, none of them as, are. And that's, you know, yeah, they're all aspiring. To, yeah. And in this, in this song, to kind of tie it back to this song, he is well off, unless, of course, this is all just a lie. Uh, he and, and again, I guess we have to think that that's a possibility. Um, sure. It could just be would, him yeah. saying, I've got more money than you can imagine in your wildest dreams. And he could just be saying that just to try to get her to believe that, wow, you're going to give all that up for me. Mm. I'm so lucky. <laughs> I'm so lucky that you're going to give all this, this, this money and fortune. Yeah. For me. And that was, I guess, you know, an extension of the point I was making about how, how often, you know, the money is mentioned it, in my experience. I don't know about your own, but somebody who continually talks about something, whether it's money or whatever, typically are full of shit, uh, are typically, you know, just talking, it's all talk, mm. you know, with that kind of thing. Somebody who continually, you know, talks about a specific thing, you know, I have this, I have that, or, and, you know, maybe it's true on some level, but it always seems to, you know, to be, again, you know, when I experienced not quite what they're making it out to be. So it most certainly could be, you know, a ruse here. As you yeah, know, just, in terms of what money he has or has or doesn't have. Just another way to think about the song. If if yep. you always believed when you heard him say those lines that, you know, this gigolo really is very well off and is well paid and is very good at what he does versus it just being a lot of bragging and not really much to back it up just to make himself sound better. That's that's up to the listener because it's not really doesn't necessarily uh, it's not necessarily one way or the other for sure. It just depends on your perspective and what you think is, what is the, what's the tale to tell here? Cause again, you have a good point about if you talk about something too much, that often means not always, but it often means that you're a little insecure about that. So you have to keep bringing it up to exactly. not just make everybody else believe, but make yourself believe. Yep. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, we talked about the themes, already and I, I i had the exact same comments you know two repeated themes that come up not just in gigolo's good lonely too but in future prince songs and past prince songs even um you know that sex without love is is empty and unfulfilling and that's what being a gigolo is sex without having sex without any love and and intimacy attached to that sexual encounter and prince throughout his career speaks to how that is unfulfilling it's not it's not the the preferred way to enjoy each other physically there, there should be some love involved and the other thing of course is the the money aspect and money doesn't make people happy money is i wouldn't necessarily print saying money is the root of all evil but it's certainly like you could have money but that does not equal happiness and there's some, there could be something still very fundamentally missing from that person's life in spite of seemingly having it all. And in 1982, you know, uh, Prince had some money, not as much money as he would have soon after Purple Rain, but 
you know, he was doing okay for himself. Um, and certainly better than he was doing, you know, three, four years prior. So maybe he's starting to feel a little bit of that when he's writing these songs, like, okay, well, I've, I'm starting to make a little money now. You know, these, these tours, the controversy tour did well. I'm opening up for Rick James. I've got my own thing. I've got a couple albums under my belt, some hits on certain uh, niche charts. Am I, is this making me happy? I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel so amazing, even though I've got money now. Does it afford me different opportunities? Absolutely. So who knows if there's a little bit of, uh, biography going on autobiography going on here as well just a speculation i would think so i mean you know i think you know as a writer i know that a lot of you know good ideas or you know some of the best ideas come from you know your own life or true life um and then you can you know maybe put you know different twists on them but the genesis or the kernel of the idea you know, a lot of times is, you know, something in your own mind or in your own life. Um, you know, that, that's, I mean, I taught writing for quite a while, creative writing. You know, one of the things I always drove home was write what you know. And this, you know, I think your point there definitely, you know, he's starting, you know, Prince himself is starting to maybe feel that, that, that he is, you know, maybe attracting the wrong kind of woman because he has some money and fame now. And this is where the genesis for this song comes from. Again, that's pure speculation, but you know, he's becoming more of a, a known commodity or a man about town. So he's maybe finding these, you know, women who were just interested in that and not, you know, true love, shall we say. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, well, after that verse, then we get uh, the, the chorus again. It's the same. Contrary to rumor, Jigolos get lonely too. Yes, they do. All my lovers need stimulation, but honey, babe, I think that I need you. And then he re uh, repeats uh, a few lines from the first verse. Just once I want to love without taking off my clothes. Just once I want to love with someone who really knows. And then he adds a, a couple different lyrics here. I got more money than you could ever see, but money won't make me get off my knees. Uh, so, I mean, all I'm thinking here is just, again, constant referring to the money. I got more money than you could ever see, but getting off my knees maybe as a, like, I'm begging you to... Be with me, to stay with me, to love me, and 
you could pay me, but I'm still going to want to, you know, to have this, this connection with you. And, and, um, you can't pay me, I guess is what I'm saying to not want this. I'm still mm-hmm. wanting this connection despite the money. Yeah. It gives, you know, I mean, the indication that that little breakdown part of the song there, cause it, you know, it changes musically as well. Um, you know, the, the, the person, the person singing the, the narrator or, you know, whoever protagonist is now, you know, down on their knees, kind of like begging this person to listen to what they're saying, you know, and that's, but even, you know, that, you know, I, I won't get up off my knees just because, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm imploring you, you know, to hear me or listen to me or stay with me, however you want to, you know, take it and, you know, money, you know, doesn't have anything to do with that or shouldn't have anything to do with that. But again, yes, it's, it's brought up very prominently, the whole money aspect of it. I mean, if there was a video for this song, I, that's the way I would, you know, if, I've seen it, you know, Morris down on his knees, kind of, you know, grabbing this person's hands during this part of the song, you know, and, you know, it, it just makes, you know, even the set, even the way the, the music changes and it makes a dramatic sense that this is what's going on here. It's more of a, you know, a situation where the person is, you know, really, you know, wanting this person to hear what they're saying here beyond everything else. Yep. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the gist of the song. There's some repeated lines. Gigolos get lonely too. All my lovers need stimulation. Honey, babe, I think that I need you. And just more repeating of the chorus at the, as the song kind of fades out. And so that's, that's Gigolos get lonely too. That's, um, that's the song in a nutshell or, think we've kind of covered it i would say i would think so it's funny you know sitting here while you know you were, were talking a bit and we were you know I, I guess it doesn't really have a ton to do with the song but you you were told we were talking about the pimp and gigolo personas and then you mentioned mentioned rick james now i would see more rick rick james as the pimp and Morris is more the gigolo. That's where the, the line is for me, in a sense. Like, Rick went in a different direction, in a sense. He was a little... If I had to say, okay, he's a pimp, <laughs> and Morris is gigolo, it's like, that's where the distinction is for me. Rick goes over that line for me. <laughs> so, I don't know well, if that... you know, <laughs> the, one, of the, one of the things that is played for laughs on the, you know, the Chappelle show is... Rick doing kind of the the version of the pimp slap, not, oh, not yeah. to a woman, right, but you right. know that's to Charlie Murphy, yeah, <laughs> to Charlie Murphy, yeah. yeah, he gives them the big pimp slap, yeah. uh, and and yeah, and you brought that up also with um, the the idea, the visuals that we get of pimps from, uh, you know, movies and television, and and maybe for those who have had experiences in real life, is violence. I mean, it's their it's their occupation uh, sure it's their livelihood and so they they also have to use violence in order to keep their women in line so that's the that's the idea at least so and and no i don't think anybody thinks of morris day as a in the pimp character from purple rain or as a member of the time as a violent criminal uh it's just more of an attitude and 
more of a ladies man version of that than an actual pimp who is has a, a stable of women that he sells for money and then takes you know profit from that and then has to use violence in order to keep his women in line that's not what we get and that's not what is intended i don't believe from from the writer prince yeah i I don't either but it's just one of those that's the the dichotomy to me between the the two and it's funny now again another thought because morris tells a story um in uh you know that was that um the uh, Mike Judge show, uh, you know, tales from the tour bus with Morris, um, and Morris has told the story before, but that was the first time I had heard it, where you know his mother or grandmother dressed him up as a pimp when he was little. Now it's just coming back to me thinking about it. So you know, I guess the genesis of him thinking that or acting that way began back when he was little even. I mean, his his family, you know, dressed him up to go to church in this kind of, you know, pimp outfit. So, and that's, you know, illustrated fairly well in that uh, Mike Judge show. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So, you know, it's not way off to think, but I think Morris, you know, kind of Chris had tr- at least is trying for some sort of respectability, or at least wants to give that air of, you know, that he's above it, he's above that kind of stuff. You know, that's the way the character comes across. So that's why he has yep. Jerome, you know handle his dirty business or his, you know, his rough stuff in, in, even in purple rain a little bit. So, you know, he's, he's above that level. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. He's above it all. And that's his kind yeah. of his, his MO his character, um, in the film and in on record in certain songs like chili sauce. Exactly. All right. Um, okay. So I don't really have much more to say about jiggles get lonely too. Do you have any final thoughts or was that kind of your final thought? That was kind of it. Yep. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Jerry, for joining me on this episode. Much appreciated again. Good thank to hear you for you. having me. Uh, it's uh, good to be back, for sure. Awesome. All right, well, this has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show at PressRewind.net or on social media, um, on X slash Twitter, uh, Instagram, yeah, don't they don't call it X, please. <laughs> well, I mean, no, unfortunately, that's what it's called. Said, it's still Twitter, goddammit. Mm, okay, well, that's why I always say X slash Twitter, because <laughs> the people just do not accept that it's called X. And no, maybe can't, it'll, can't it'll switch it. back, but we'll do it. <laughs> for can't now, it is. <laughs> All right, so anyway, you can find me on, on social media as well, and Facebook also. And until next time, thank you very much, and goodbye. Mm-hmm.